0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. While Mondays is Totally Whole, with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey more Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows, five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Harvey. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kettnett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigms with Reverend Arlene Cahat healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Friday's, it's let Talk, Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before. With Vondria Walters and Zekia Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey Ferguson, tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Thank you, thank you, thank you to my special guest for tonight. We'll talk to you about that in a minute. We're going to build up the suspense. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listening, thank you to all my newcomers, and thank you for the people who have been rocking with me since day one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I could not have done this without you, without your inspiration, without you guys telling me, you know, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear, everything that's going on in our community. So again, I say thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio, and Welcome to the show. Tonight we will have um, a special guest on who is a author uh, of a book that's out, and the name of the book is Cruel Awakening. Now, i read the book, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I've read the book in one day. That's just how good the book is. I cried. I laughed. I was pissed. It takes you through, like, the whole range of emotions. So I absolutely love the book. You have to get it. You have to read the book. Without further ado, I'm going to bring the special guest on because I'm ready to jump right in. So if you are listening and you know someone's supposed to be listening, call them, text them, tell them, be on. You need to be listening. All my people that's listening from the computer, please feel free, if you have any questions or comments, to call into the show. The telephone number is 646-929-0630. Make sure you're listening. Call your friends. Tell them they should be listening. All right, so we're going to get this party started. Miss Zena. Yes, hello, and thank you for having me on the show today. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a guest on your show. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you, and it is such an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. All right, so you want me to jump right in or you want me to warm you up first? Girl, do whatever you need to do. Okay, that's fine. We jumping in because I could not wait to talk to you to talk about this book. I mean, first of all, okay, so let's start with give everyone your name, Give everyone the name of the book, and if you have any other books available, and give them contact information just in case they need to get in touch with you. If they want to do a book signing, if they want to get the books directly from you, give them all that information first, and then we'll give it to you again throughout the show. Okay. Well, first of all, the book's Facebook page is Cool Awakening the Book. So, I would like everyone that's listening now to just um, go to Facebook and like the page. That way, you'll always keep us up to date as to when I'm having book signings. I do a lot of book fairs. I do the Baltimore City Book Fair, um, Book Festival Correction. Um, And then I travel, I'm supposed to be traveling to Houston and to Florida to their book festival as well. Um, But like I said, go to Cruel Awakening, the book on Facebook, and like the page. Um, If you want to send me any messages, um, you can do so there. If you have any questions, I usually post wherever I'm going to be, right on the website, so people can just go to the website, I mean to the Facebook page, and um, do it there. Um, I also do... um, I do um, speaking engagements where I actually go to different centers and speak to women who um, may be in a domestic situation. Um, and also I can be reached by email at um, books at com. So that's G-L-A-M-M-A at Gmail, I mean, Glamour books. So it's G-L-A-M-M-A-B-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. That's com. If you have any questions or um, if you want me to come to a speaking engagement or anything like that, um, that's where you need to email me, and um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you would like to purchase a book, um, you can go to your local bookstore and get it. If they don't have it in the stock, it does have an IBM name. You just give them um, my name and um, the name of the book, Full Awakening. Also, the book is available on Amazon.com. So if you are an Amazon Kindle user and you're unlimited, the book is actually free to use. If you um, purchase a book, then it's $0.99, cents and it's on Kindle for three ninety nine if you're not a Kindle Unlimited user. Um the paperback is available and it is nine ninety nine. Um I also have two titles that are coming out this year. Um one is actually a children's book. It's called Tyler The One The Kids Shark Adventure. It's my first children's book and I'm kinda excited about that because I've been getting a lot of feedback from that. And um also the the next book after that, which was is set to come out um late fall, is called Pink Awakening. Um, all of my books are gonna be a part of um an awakening series. Cool Awakening was my first book. Pink Awakening is um a story about my breast cancer journey because in two thousand and fourteen I was diagnosed with breast cancer and this that book is gonna be about you know my recovery and my struggles and some self help for other women that are also going through breast cancer. But the, by popular demand, my my fans are demanding to know what happens to Zakiel who just happened. Well, wait to be, wait 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 wait. Nope nope. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. I'm gonna cut you off because I want to build up to that. I want to build up to that because that's one of my questions. So we're going to get to that after we talk about the book first. Well, let me hush. Wait. Oh, yes. Now (laughs) don't give it away too fast. All right. So the name of the book is Cruel Awakening. The book is partly true,
2: partly
1: fictional. No, none of the book is fiction. All of the book is true. The names, um, I changed the character names to protect people's um, identity, but okay. everything is a bit, is true. Sequencing may be off, like this may not have happened on this day or this may not have happened on that day, but you have to keep mm-hmm. in mind that this story is set back in the 80s and, okay. um, you know, the brain gets a little worried after, you know, 30 or so years. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, no, but... But, okay, so you are from Baltimore? I am from Baltimore, born and raised.
2: The book right.
1: is setting is set in Baltimore, so mm-hmm. if you go to Baltimore, you're going to recognize, you're going to recognize the clubs, you're going to recognize, you know, the mm-hmm. happenings around town. You know, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the Hugh Hill Park scene, where we used to go down the strip and hang out, yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and and yeah and I was years. gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the aunt So, come will come to surface when you read the book because it's all about back in the day. Okay, now, true story. The premise of the book is domestic violence or domestic abuse. And how you lived through it, how it started, and how you got through it. So let's start from the beginning.
2: Let's the book
1: the book from the beginning is you growing up and you kinda telling or painting the scene about the kids in your neighborhood and how you met your first love. Or not how you met him, but how he came to be your first love. Exactly. N- now, okay. But I just wanted to, the book starts what? off with you I actually start the book off with an actual domestic occurrence during that relationship, because I just wanted to capture the audience attention just from the
2: from mm-hmm. on page
1: one. I wanted to yeah. draw you from page one, and you know that is what I hope I was successful in doing, like capturing mm-hmm. you from day one, from page one, and just mm-hmm. having you. To say, oh, God, I need to know what's happening next. Like what? What? Oh yes. Like if you, if and you comment, oh, that believe me, did not do my job. And, oh believe me, for this whole okay. So I got the book. Um, I don't even know what day I got the book, but it was one day last week. So I said, okay, I'll start reading it on Friday. That way I'll have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to read the book. When I started reading on Friday, by Saturday morning, I had already finished reading it. So from, and I am one of those people, if you do not keep my attention from the beginning to the end, I'm putting the book down and I probably won't finish reading it. i read the book in one day. It was awesome. It kept my attention, and it was like I couldn't wait. I could not wait, just like you said. I could not wait to see what was going to happen next. How was she going to get through it? What was she going to do? Okay, so get back on topic because you know I can talk forever. Now, in the book, at the beginning of each chapter, there is some factual information. Phyllis and Ms. Zena with what you did to help out all the women or men that is struggling with domestic abuse in your book. Okay, so at the beginning of each chapter, what I did was I actually researched the actual topic of domestic violence. So at the beginning of each chapter, there are either some stats, which are factual to date, or there are like hotline numbers that you can call if you find yourself in a in a situation. And I kinda of did that because some women's um condition or situation is very intense and they just generally just can't have with laying around the house to say, Oh, well this is the, the this is the hotline to domestic violence. Like some people are truly mm-hmm. in a situation where their life is in danger and this man is actually watching their every move. So I think right. that if I snuck this information in between each chapter, that, mm-hmm. you know, would capture their attention and then they will be able to see it then. Okay. So that was my Good. purpose for doing it that way. Good. And it very wise, very wise choice and very on point because a lot of the things if it's someone who has never been in a domestic violence or a domestic abuse situation, sometimes we overlook certain things. Or sometimes, and it's for the pure word of ignorance, we just don't know. So in reading this book, being able to see statistics in my face, the numbers, it's overwhelming. And it makes you say, Wow, I had no idea. So in saying that, I don't wanna s I don't wanna give away the whole book. So I'm not gonna get into details of what happened, when it happened, so I'm just gonna kinda of give little scenarios so that people will know how good the book is. But I don't wanna give it away. So is there Looking back now, is there anything that you would tell your younger self of signs to watch out for, um, of different things that men say to us that women and our being so naive and so happy to have attention and to have attention from a man? What are some signs that you would tell your younger self, "Mm mm-mm, you need to be careful or you need to watch out for that? Okay. Well, I pretty much tried to um, capture all of that actually in my introduction. So Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I'll actually read that. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. All right. So – on April 11, 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. I can remember the barrage of thoughts as I reflected back on my life. This was one of the most emotional moments of my life. All of my life, I've always been a closet writer. My computer holds countless songs, poems, and letters and books. While going through my life of writing, I came across this one, Cool Awakenings. I started writing it in 1992 while recovering from back surgery. As I read through the pages, I then remembered that cancer wasn't my most difficult journey. The abuse I suffered as a young teenager and a young adult by my first husband truly was a test of my strength and endurance. I found myself crying as I read through the pages and relived every moment. I thought God put me through this for a reason. Year after year, as I watched the headline news of women who had been abused, hurt, or even killed by their abusers, abuser, often entire families have been murdered when trying to shelter the abused woman. One should not judge unless you walk in the shoes of the abused. I sat back and watched as countless onlookers gave their accounts of what these women should and should not do. The truth is there are no real answers for me, and I'm sure these women feel the same way. Numerous questions remain in the, in the media as to why they stay or why they leave. Everyone has to get to their breaking point. That moment for me was my cruel awakening, when one realizes this is not the way life should be. That being said, an abusive relationship can be the most terrifying and helpless situation that a woman can find herself in, especially if she has nowhere to go, abuser is usually not abusive to others, but then sometimes you have those ones that are manic-depressive. And there are some instances where the abuser world displays manic-like personalities where he can become violent to others, or he may be the most pleasant and kindest person they've met until angered. However, behind closed doors, a monster emerges. You can spot an abusive woman by her big smile with a spark of sadness in her eyes. A deep pain that she can't hide behind it's a constant battle of the heart over the brain accompanied by fear this book is an account of my story with my abuser some names have been changed to protect to protect their own amenity but the events are true each each chapter starts with useful information sites and websites for you to get more information In a way, I'm glad it took me 20 years to publish, publish this book because I find the conversations between the younger me and the older me an entwined whirlwind of knowledge and emotions. Over the years, my only regret is that I have lost so many loved ones and friends that will never be able to read the pages of this book. They will never know my pain and my struggle, many of whom awaited its completion. My procrastination will leave my words unread to them. This book is in the memory of those who have gone on, and to those women who could read it and maybe even change or save their lives. God has a plan, so I hope now it reaches the women, the women that may be able to benefit from my experience. Oh, all pretty much in a
2: nutshell.
1: Yes. Okay. Now, in listening to you read that. When you go out to talk to different women are there a ty- is there a type of woman that you usually come across who are abused and i say that like you know sometimes you know you listen to the media or you listen to TV or you listen to story types and they usually are women who did not have a father figure or around or if they did have a father figure around, the father was abusive to the mother or they grew up in this type of environment. Is this what you find to be the norm? Well, yes. I mean, there are there usually is some family history because if um, she's in a domestic situation, um, generally um, she has experienced some type of abuse in the past. But, I mean, it could be totally like something brand new to her because mm-hmm. um, not necessarily being in, a, in an abused relationship or having an abusive dad or not having a dad at all, we're talking about a whole totally different individual. That man that comes into your life um, really mm-hmm. has nothing to do with her past. So okay. I can't really say that it's, it's the woman because it's not, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, most of the time, we can't choose who we fall in love with. Love is a very strong emotion. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just have to be able to find ourselves, believe in ourselves, mm-hmm. and find the strength to get beyond those strong emotions of we love, and realize that we first must love ourselves in order to um, even thrive. And to know that it is, you know, it is not right to just to be in an abusive relationship or let someone beat us. Um, I have posted on my Facebook page that love does not, love does not hurt you, love does not threaten to kill you. Like you, that's not love. And you have to wake up and come to the realization that you have to make smart choices. You have to make the correct decision and get out of your situation. For one thing, that man that you're in that relationship, he's already grown. Nothing you're going to do is going to change Mm -hmm. him or it's going Mm -hmm. to change his personality. He is going Mm -hmm. to be him. You got what you get when you got into the relationship.
2: So
1: you either have to figure out, it's just what you're able to handle. It's just what you're able mm-hmm. to deal with, because you're not going mm-hmm. to change him. Um, he is mm-hmm. who he is. He's already he's already been raised. So you trying to get mm-hmm. a man to say, well, he's not going to do this to me, and he's not going to do that to me. That's that's just setting yourself up for failure. Like right. you just have to come to some realization. Um, like I said, have a cool awakening, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. just have a cool awakening and be like, look, this isn't isn't what's going to happen to me. And the sad Mm -hmm. part is, like I said, statistics show that it takes a woman six, seven, nine, ten times before she actually leaves her abuser, and that is like a known fact. Like, because of the cycle of violence, um, mm-hmm. You know, you go through the honeymoon phase The rekindling phase The anger phase The makeup phase The makeup sex is wonderful And you were like, oh, I just need to forgive this man Like, he's not going to do this mm-hmm. to me again He was so sorry Or maybe it was something I did Self-blame Self-blame
2: mm-hmm.
1: is mm-hmm. Like Like, really contributes to it. Like, if you're blaming yourself for him misbehaving, never do that. Right. It's not your fault that he is misbehaving. Okay? Mm -hmm. You did not deserve whatever he just did to you. Wake up. All right. Now, you actually alluded to my next question, which was. One of the statistics in the book states a minimum of seven times of attempting to leave before a woman actually leaves, or does it take a minimum of seven instances of abuse before the woman leaves? Okay, so that statistic actually came from Dr. Phil, and it takes seven instances of abuse. So it has to be... Seven times that like by the seventh time she's either is fed up enough or the family members have started to mm-hmm. inject themselves into the relationship and and start mm-hmm. to do something. Or whatever her support system is, those people have stepped in and said, Look, like you this isn't mm-hmm. good for you, you really have to do something. Um, that's when seven times is when the outside sources like start to come in and intervene in the
2: relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they help you wake up because mm-hmm. you're asleep. You gotta wake up. Right, right. Now, I'm gonna give you a situation that I encountered and then I'm going to ask a question after that. So there was a guy that lived in my neighborhood and he was known and we were young, and I, I probably was in high school or maybe a little after high school, but he was known an abuser to his girlfriend. So he had a girlfriend, but they, he always beat her, and it was a known fact, but nobody talked about it. You kind, people kind of just brushed it under the rug. So. Some years went past, and I ran into him again. And so, you know, we were talking about, you know, the neighborhood and how things had changed and, you know, this, that, and the other. And so then he asked me, you know, so what's going on with you? You know, give me your number. We'll hook up. And my response to him was, oh, no, that's okay because I remember how you used to beat up your girlfriend back in the day. That's not something I want to be a part of. The look on his face was pure, like, shock. Like, I can't believe you even said that to me. But in that second, that look on his face told me, you are still an abuser. Because because we were out in public, because there were other people around, he wasn't going to either say or do what he wanted to. But he had that look like he could have if we were by ourselves. So now here comes the question. The question is do you think men are more likely to continue to be abusers if people actually knew that that's what they were doing? Or do you think they don't even really care whether people know or not? If they're abusers, they're going to do it no matter what. I, I I absolutely will not say that people can't be re, re, rehabilitated and changed. You have your mm-hmm. drug addicts who turn their lives mm-hmm. around, and mm-hmm. um, you have people who have other facets of addictions and they turn around for the better. Mm-hmm. What I will say is is that every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. Me and my son would not enter into a relationship with a man that I know who has been repeatedly abusive. Mm-hmm. So if there's like one incident, because you have to realize what provoked that man. And I say this because right. if we look back, let's look back at the Ray Rice incident, okay? Right. Um, like they tore him down. Now, I don't live with this mm-hmm. man. I don't know if he was abusive mm-hmm. or not. But if you ever got to see the footage before they got into the elevator, she spit right. on him. She was, she was the aggressor. Yeah. So she was the aggressor. This, this was my thinking in the whole situation. I'm like, mm-hmm. he is not abusive to her because there is mm-hmm. no way in the hell a woman who has, has, has been abused or was afraid of her abuser mm-hmm. would I right. mean, you just, you just go, you tiptoe on eggshells, you do so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff not to provoke him. There's no way in the world that he has been abusive to her the whole time. That was maybe right. a one-time incident or they're both abusive because both mm-hmm. people can be abusive in a relationship. You can have male and female, both of them are just equally abusive. They're only right. Abusive. So nobody's nobody's at fault there because you're both abusive. Mm-hmm. You, you could be verbally abusive to him, tear down his manhood to the point where, mm-hmm. you know, he just lashes out. to have nothing, to, you know, nothing else to do. Is that mm-hmm. right? No, it's still wrong because a man should never put his hands on a woman. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you have to look at the whole situation and look like you know. Mm-hmm. He's carrying this man down, you know. She's slapping him in the face. Um, She's doing this in the other. Now, I have I had two sons, and I have taught them both to never hit a woman. My oldest Mm -hmm. son was in a relationship with a woman that was just as equally abusive to him. She provoked Mm -hmm. him. She slapped Mm -hmm. him. She yelled at him. She started arguments all the time. You know, she was never happy with anything that he did. But I told him, I said, don't you ever put your hands on her. But at the uh-huh. same point, still, you still have to defend yourself to a point. Because what? if you allow her to do, and this is the same thing what we said, like, you know, on, on her show, she was like, well, hey, you know, if you can hit somebody, you can be hit. <laughs> exactly. I get it. Yes. But I'm not saying that it's correct or that it's the right thing to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But whenever you mm-hmm. lift your hand to hit another person, you, you have know, to expect have that they to, are going to, to, you to return. Got to it. Able, you got to be able to get whatever's coming back. You know, mm-hmm. because I've always been taught to defend myself, you know. Mm-hmm. There are lots of women out here that are taught to defend themselves. Matter of fact, defending yourself should be a natural and automatic response. hmm I agree. So, you know, so that comes to the point where am I defending myself or am I just mm-hmm. doing this for no reason? To me, abuse is, yes, just verbally being abused, You're just mentally being abused. You're just physically being abused for no reason Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Like you haven't done anything to this person Mm -hmm. to cause them to behave to you in the manner that they're behaving to you. Like their behavior is so bizarre, so out of hand, so out of sorts that it's Mm -hmm. just you know that there's just something just not connecting right there. Okay, now, so there is one part in the book where, like, you had girlfriends who kind of knew what was going on but could not really get you to see the magnitude of what you were into. Now, you know we all have girlfriends, and you know, Even if it's a non-abusive relationship, but you two get into an argument, you have girlfriends who go, you need to leave him. He ain't this. Why you keep putting up? So if you are being abused and you have girlfriends who are telling you, okay, enough is enough, you have to do something, why did that not trigger anything for you back then? Or it was it's just a it's just a conversation that you have to have with yourself of when enough is enough. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mhm, you yourself mm-hmm. have to get to that point um like you know everybody knows that your girlfriend is opinionated her opinion mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. not only be what you want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. She don't she don't see your day to day trials and tribulations. She only can go by what you're telling her,
2: or mm-hmm. what she
1: can see herself. And then again, mm-hmm. you have to realize that. Okay, so if I leave and go to him, go to my girlfriend's house. Realistically, if you have an abuse abuser in your life and you go stay with your girlfriend or whatever, he knows where your girlfriend is. You doing mm-hmm. that. Is putting her life in danger as well. There have been mm-hmm. so many people who have been murdered trying to hide, mm-hmm. hide mm-hmm. that person, protect that person. I remember one Christmas there was a, a man whose wife had left him and she went to stay with her parents, and I believe it was in California, and he came over Christmas Day and killed the entire family. Uh, just to
2: get to okay.
1: And it's like you know it, you can't be selfish. You can't just think of yourself. You have to think of right. others. Right. Mm-hmm. you And it's like God knows I would I wouldn't even be able to live with myself if something mm-hmm. has happened to her trying to protect right. me. Right. I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's a sticky situation, but it's so real and it's so it's the reality of a lot of people. So in this show. We are here to help. One of the resources we will give is um, Zena, the national hotline for domestic abuse. If you need it, the number is. Do you want me to give you the number? Yeah, or I can go through the book and get it. Okay, so the the, the um, number for the national domestic violence hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine. 7233, that's 1-800-799-7233. All right. Now, another quote from the book, and this is going to be Chapter 4. Later in life, adults who are exposed to marital violence as children may exhibit higher risk levels for many problems, including physical and mental problems, chemical dependency, problems with relationships, including violence, abuse of children, and generalized criminal activity. Is other true. than the house of Ruth, is there any other uh centers, places where people can go if they need help later on in life for something that happened to them as a child? Right, they can seek counseling through um, their individual. Like your primary doctor should be able to direct you to that to different places. Mm-hmm. There are um, like each state has their, you know, their own shelters. Um, they have mm-hmm. to remain anonymous. They can't tell you where they're located. Um, you can also call the Women Helping Women 24-hour crisis hotline. That number is 513-381-5610. Again, that number is 513-381-5610. Um, and then they have, they have a dedicated group of women um, who will help you in a crisis and to help you locate shelter or assistance or therapy or whatever it is that you need in your individual Um, You can also just simply go to Google for your state and just Google the domestic shelter. I also know Mm -hmm. that now any hospital that you go to has a center. Like now when you go into the emergency room, if you look around in the emergency room, there's a sign there in just about every emergency room out there that would ask you, are you a victim of domestic violence? And this is because this is where, you know, this mm-hmm. is where you see all these cases that the women are coming into the emergency room saying, mm-hmm. i slipped special. I slip down the or mm-hmm. I black my eye. You know, the doctors see this. And it's like if you are a recurring person, like this is happening to you every two weeks, mm-hmm. Every they notice this is the case. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I know here at GBMC, they even have the pamphlets inside the bathroom. So, when you go inside the bathroom, they have a pamphlet for their center and where you can mm-hmm. call or where you can go to help for help. So, at in any given time, if you can't get 911 or you can't get to the hospital room, if you go to an emergency room, they have people set in place to help you mm-hmm. when you need help. Good, good, good. Well, it's good to know that there are resources available, that there are people out there that can help and that is trained to help. So that's an awesome thing. Remember what make me feel the radio? We are all about resources. We are all about people here to help you no matter what your circumstances are. So if after this show you want to remain anonymous and you want to send me an email, I can either get you in touch with Ms. Zena, or I can get you in touch, or I can get all the resource telephone numbers that we have available for you. I will give them to you. We will keep it just between me and you. I understand. Um, But I do want you guys to know that there are resources available um, where you can remain anonymous and someone is trained to help you no matter what your circumstances are. All right, so back to the book. Now, And no, people not be a prisoner in their own home. If you feel like mm-hmm. you're a prisoner in your own home, that right there, that's your first sign that you need help. If you feel captured, you feel like you're a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, you you need help. You have to reach mm-hmm. out outside forces and try to get some help. Yeah, and don't think. They- I need money, or I'm not going to be able to make it on my own because I need his finances, or I need to be able. There are, there is financial help. I know this for a fact. There is financial help. There is housing. There are all types of resources, but you have to make the first stop. So if you feel yes. like, I mean, they have, they have. Mm-hmm. All the people organizations they have, like hotels, they'll put you up in a hotel with you and your children. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many resources available now that wasn't available during the time um, period of when my book actually takes place. So um, that that can't be your excuse anymore that,
2: you mm-hmm.
1: know, I have not have the money, I can't leave, I need his finances. Like, that can't mm-hmm. be use anymore, but I, yep. I understand you have to do it when you feel safe. In your own time. Yep. In your right. own time. I want to say that you must do it when you feel safe, because if you don't feel safe doing it, then I wouldn't advise you to try anything unless you felt completely safe. Like, safety is the first measure, but that being said, don't sit back and wait Because every day, it's like a ticking time bomb. Your life is in danger. Like, you know, things happen. I mean, he could push you and you could fall and you could hit a sink and brush your head open. Like, and you're Mm -hmm. gone. So it's like, do something. You might not be able to do something now, Mm -hmm. but do something soon. Mm -hmm. And Mm even, you know. You know who you are. You know who I'm talking to. Um, if you, I mean, if you, if, if God directed you to listen to this broadcast and you feel like this is you, I'm talking to you, your life is in danger. You don't have to take this. You don't have to live like this. You have to take the first step. God said if you make one step, I'll make two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in the book, there is a scene where I literally had to put the book down because I could not get myself together. There is a scene where you guys were fighting, and it was in the bathroom, and throughout the whole fight, it was just something about I hit my head on this. I fell back on this. He pushed me and I hit my head on this. I hit my, it was just like, you hit your head so many times. And in my, me reading the book, it was just like, I was saying to myself, please just be able to have enough strength to fight, to cover your head, to do something. Like, do you ever now think back on those times and say like, how did I ever get out of that? How did it? How, what? Thank you, Jesus. But like, what is your exactly. reaction today of all the times that you had to fight for your life then? I said, won't God do it? Won't he do uh, it? All the time. All the I time. Went this, I went through this to bring the people to the awakening. I went through this mm-hmm. because God knew 30 years down the road, somebody, somewhere, will pick up this book and realize, that oh my God, this is me. Like this is this is me. I need to do this. Like mm-hmm. this is my cool awakening. I need to wake mm-hmm. up. Like
2: mm-hmm. this
1: is me. It that everybody goes mm-hmm. something for a reason and God does not put more on you than what you can bear.
2: Mhm. You
1: just have to know that you can do it. You can you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to struggle. It's going to be a, a lot of hard times, but you can do it. You have proof. You have someone that's sitting on the show talking to you that has been there. But I'd never bring you any information, special guests, guests that did not live through what they're talking about because I think I have the most realest show on earth. I'm not bringing you people who can talk about something they've never been through. I'm not bringing you people who can just preach to you from a pulpit about what you should and should not do. I have people who are living it, who have lived it, who can give you a word of advice, who can inspire you and motivate you to be a better you, to do better. But still understanding If you are in a place where you can't do that right now, there are some things and some resources that will get you going to where you need to be. The next thing in the book that kind of, I guess, stuck in my head is that when you finally said to yourself, you know what, I have to start doing something. So you started saving money and sending and putting it in your mother's house, saving your income taxes and putting it in your mother's house, so that you knew when that day came, you had something to fall back on. Exactly. There is nothing you know? like having a mm-hmm. nest egg. There's nothing like having mm-hmm. a nest egg. You can't mm-hmm. tell him what you're saving. You can't, mm-hmm. and even if you're, if, even if you're one of those women that you just happen to be a housewife, okay? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to figure out some type of method. Get yourself an online job. There's plenty of online jobs mm-hmm. now. When he goes to work, you working. You mm-hmm. can go on to com and and put yourself in as a typist. I mean, you can type up something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like those jobs pay like five hundred dollars for you know, 2,000 mm-hmm. words, and so. You can go mm-hmm. and, um, and just whatever your skill is.
2: You can mm-hmm. lick
1: your tools is on it. I don't know. Everything that you can mm-hmm. possibly know is on it. So he doesn't even have to know that you're working and that you're saving up this money. So if even if you mm-hmm. find yourself in a situation, seeing because when I was going through this, there was no Internet. There was no, you mm-hmm. know, none of this. I didn't have you know, the privilege of the mm-hmm. things that the ladies had at their disposal now. But I'm right. just saying, he's giving you grocery money. You buy all the groceries from the dollar store and make it work. You stash you some mm-hmm. money away, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you, mm-hmm. what you can do if, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the book, you know, he took away, you know, the phone service, like, Hmm can't have a phone because he knew that if I had access to the phone, that I was going to call for help. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: at that point in time, I wasn't working.
2: But mm-hmm. you can't
1: let that finance, that finance cannot be the reason life is first.
2: Mm-hmm. Life
1: is finance is second. Your life matters more than anything
2: mm-hmm. else.
1: So, the finances, you have to, like, your mindset has to change. Your, the mm-hmm. finances cannot not be your primary source of having your life in jeopardy every day because, like I said, that man is a ticking time bomb, and you never know when he's going to explode. So you really mm-hmm. have to have, like, literally all of your ducks in a row. All of your ducks in a row ready to go. All right. So do you have daughters or you only have sons? I only have sons. If you had a daughter, how overprotective would you be? I just, I have a granddaughter now. I'm, you know, uh, she's just still very young, but um, I can imagine mm-hmm. that I'm still, I probably would go to jail because I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't that. <laughs> Like my mom You know my mom Back then It was like there was It was acceptable to a degree She herself was in, abuse, in an abusive relationship So you know okay. in, in their terms you know if You can fight through it You can get through it You know it's just a fight mm-hmm. You'll get over it You know But I don't think mm-hmm. there should be no, no violence in any relationship Love is love You know Love, right. is love. love is love. Love is not you putting your hands on me. You know, mm-hmm. love is talking it out, working through that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if he hit me, if he don't hit me, then he don't really love me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Get right. out of that mindset. Just totally get out right. of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, another quote from the book. As many as 3,000. 2,400 women each year experience domestic violence during their pregnancy. Okay, this was another part of the book where I cried because I was saying to myself, oh, my God, but she's pregnant. How could he? To all the women. Yes, yeah, this, this is a known fact. Um look at the uh if I don't remember his name correctly, Carut. Like his girlfriend became pregnant with his child, a football player, and he killed her. There are um there are lots of like women who get pregnant mm-hmm. and for some reason just like spite the violence in their partner. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the um the reality that their life is going to change, the reality mm-hmm. that there's another life coming, the reality that he may have to pay child support. Like, they can go through some extremes when mm-hmm. child support is, is mentioned. Like, when child support mm-hmm. is thrown into the, the picture, it's like, you know, just responsibility alone, just, just have an actual mm-hmm. added responsibility alone. Um. hmm then you have your closet cases. You get pregnant. You don't realize that this man has another relationship. So if mm-hmm. your, pregnancy, your pregnancy comes to fruition, his skeletons is out the closet.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, it's just this. So you getting pregnant, it's like if you're in an abusive relationship, it's probably the worst thing to do because mm-hmm. that that's going to kick it up tonight. All right. Now, infidelity can become part of an abusive relationship dynamics. A chapter in the book. Well, you don't have to get into, um, you don't have to be in a violent relationship for infidelity to kick in. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you already took the words out of my mouth. Infidelity is part of being in an abusive relationship in and of itself. Do you exactly. Agree? Yeah, I mean okay. quite often. I mean I can't I can't speak for every, you know, situation but you know, I'll say nine times out of ten, um, there's probably another another party in this that's causing these spikes in domestic violence within that relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, the the key thing, though, is in almost all of the domestic relationships, and this is even with me talking to other people, is that the abuser and the cheater often fabricate or invents a relationship for the other person, giving them reason to Mm -hmm. be jealous and Mm -hmm. pretty much, Mm -hmm. pretty much um, what's the word I'm looking for, like giving them the okay, like they need Mm -hmm. some for what they're doing. So it's giving them Mm -hmm. the okay to to do what they do because they can't be wrong because this person is doing me wrong anyway. Right. In their mind
2: mm-hmm.
1: When this person mm-hmm. is probably not even going Outside of the relationship at all But he has mm-hmm. to have In his mind This staged up, made up Situation mm-hmm. And You know, he has to have this situation Or this relationship with you Because you have to be doing wrong Because mm-hmm. otherwise He would be a monster Like You have to be doing me wrong because otherwise I am a monster because you're doing absolutely nothing to me. Right. But yet I'm hurting you. I'm cheating on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. I'm
1: verbally abusing Mm you. Um, I have no respect for you. Like I -hmm. I treat you like trash. But at the same token, next week I'm going to tell you I love you, but Mm -hmm. it's just to make sure that you're going to stay with me. Or Mm -hmm. there's So engulfed in the fear of they have their own demons that they're dealing with, whether it be rejection, whether it be fear of you leaving them, um, fear of being a failure. um, The outside world, they have no control of. But this particular Mm -hmm. situation, this particular relationship, they have control of. So it may be. Mm -hmm. The only other thing in his life that he can control, he can't control his job, or he might not even have a job. He can't control, um, you know, what society looks at him as. Mm -hmm. The only thing he has any control over is this situation that he's in right now, and the only way he knows how to control that situation is through violence. Does he need help? Yes. Are you want to give him help? No, because like no. I said in the beginning, you can't raise him and you can't change him. Mm-hmm. He has to wants to help mm-hmm. himself first. I agree. I agree. Now and so piggybacking on what you just said, I want our audience members to understand that if you have a man or woman who is always cheating, that's a boost. When you cheat on someone, you put them through mental abuse because mentally, now I'm in the house sitting wondering what you're doing all the time. Even if you're not even cheating this time, you're just going to the store because you're always lying. Now I can't believe anything you're saying. And that five-minute walk to the store then turned into, it usually takes you three and a half minutes. So what was you doing those other two minutes? That is draining. So exactly. I need I need you all to understand, and I need everyone to get it. We've all been there. I am married. I have been married for eight years. It ain't always been beachy, creamy. It ain't always what you see on Facebook and on Instagram. Oh, we've been through some shit. But on the other hand, person going to change, and – you can't see into the future. But if he does it and you decide to stay, then you have to set parameters. You have to set, you have to do something where, okay, you're on a trial period. So for the next however many, six months, a year, this can't happen again. If this happens again, then I have no other choice but to leave. You cannot just keep allowing someone to walk over top of you and you not do anything. You mad, you fuss, you cuss, you throw a hissy fit, you get into an alter- altercation, but that, two days later, y'all lobby dobby. He already knows that every time he go out and cheat, you're going to do this, and then you're going to take a bag So and by 34, you have, you choose. Like a man is only gonna do what you allow him to do. Yeah. Because if you allow him to cheat and he got away with it the first time, you forgave him. He's gonna cheat mm-hmm. again. Mhm. And then he's gonna do it again. I don't I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your status is in life. If you have a Uh cheater, he's going to cheat. I mean, Beyonce just did lemonade. Come on. Exactly. I was going to say, if Jay-Z can um, cheat on Beyonce, what makes you think you're not going to get cheated on? Say it again. I said, if Jay-Z can cheat on Beyonce, of all people, what makes us think we're not going to get cheated on? Hey. What? I don't want to man bash either. Everybody makes mistakes. Right now, I'll allow you a couple mistakes, but now you're not going to just make it an every weekend mistake either, though. I mean, okay, the cheating part, I do believe that, I I know some people say once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't actually believe that. I believe Mm -hmm. that I'll say, you know, all men have the capability to cheat, and I believe mm-hmm. that they honestly believe that nobody will find out they will cheat again.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, they mm-hmm.
1: ever, if they ever get to the point where they cheat and they actually get caught and they realize what mm-hmm. what, the, um, what the circumstances mm-hmm. come off, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the consequences, the consequences, yeah. I do believe, that a man can realize what his consequences are of cheating, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know we have himself into a point. Or oh, women, because I'm not going to just turn this all on men. It's like I'm not here to man bad. anybody because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Women can be mm-hmm. equally as wicked, equally as abusive, and cheat just as well. Mm-hmm. So, and we tend to cheat. We we tend to cheat. Be smarter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, when, okay. So this she's is a be smarter. With that, with the exception of a few, a few, you can never, you know, say a hundred percent all the time. But this is a conversation I had with some a group of people, and I made this statement. Usually. Men cheat because they see a woman, she got a fat butt, she looked pretty, she smelled nice, she winked at him, stroked his ego. He want to see what it's like. Exactly. Women cheat because they missing something at home. They have an ulterior motive. They need money or something like that. It's usually a reason women cheat, not just because she just see a, a man and he look good and she wants he wants she wanna see what he like. And now, I have to with you hundred percent First of
2: all well, a, a
1: woman a woman should not even be cheating with anybody else unless the person she's cheating with can provide for her equally or better than the relationship that she's already in. Can I get an amen? Second of all Amen, you got preach it, sister. Yes. Second of all, um, I'm glad I lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Um, Women cheat and men cheat. Yeah, we both cheat. So it's like you just can't. How How about about that? But I do, with your analogy, I totally agree with, with that because it's almost the same as sex. It's like, I mean, some women do will just sleep with anybody or whatever, but generally, when women agree to sleep with somebody or have sex with somebody, it's an emotional bond in there. and you you mm-hmm. have to realize that this person that you're sleeping with has the potential to become a, the parent of your child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we tend to put more into what we're going to do and why we're going to do it, where so mm-hmm. a man no he doesn't no try, down no thoughts no thoughts, they will think, and then they get caught but for being dumb. Always, always caught mm-hmm. for being dumb. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Okay, no, before we keep it moving along, I need your contact information one more time. Okay, so you can email me at um, book at gmail.com, that's G-L-A-M-M-A, books, at gmail.com. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, Cool Awakenings, a book. You can like our page, um, and you can message me straight directly through um, the Facebook page. Um, like I said oh, before, the book is available on Amazon, amazon.com. Um, at the back of the book, there's also um, another email address for you to reach us at if you need to reach us. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. All right. All right, so moving right along, you are listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey Ferguson, tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And our special guest tonight is Miss Zena Zenae the author of the book, Cruel Awakening. And so now we are talking about the book. Um, we are getting into domestic violence and domestic abuse. If you need help in that area, if you need someone to talk to, if you are struggling and you need help, Miss Zena, please give us the 800 number for domestic abuse. One more time, please. I was trying to look through the book and see if I could find it real quick. I keep what you looking it for. The number what for domestic abuse, 800 number. National, I got it. National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Women Helping Women, it's a 24-hour crisis line. That telephone number is 513-381-5610. If I am talking too fast and you need that information, you can send me an email, Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. So, next topic is marital rape is a serious form of violence that can have life shattering effects for its victims. I know a lot of people think that if you're married, you can't be raped by your husband. No means no, Mike Tyson, no matter whether you're married or not, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No means no. And um, most men, or I'm going to say most men because, like I said, this, I'm not here to man bash, um, but a lot of men believe that once they marry you, you are their marital property, so therefore you must submit to them whenever they request or want sex. Um, but that's not the case. Like, there are... There are there are boundaries. That is your body. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: you, you
1: married me, but this is my body. And if I'm saying no to you, then I mean no. Like no is no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're forcibly having sex uh, with your partner and you're not agreeing to it, then you are being raped. If you told that person no, then you are being raped. Um, If you don't want to do it, and you tell them, no, you are being raped. So this occurs. It's a statistic. Um, It's actually, uh, yeah, a a known fact. This occurs in a lot of marriages, and not so much of the ones that, and not even just in the ones that are, like, uh, physically abused, but it's just that because Mm -hmm. this is the mindset of a lot Mm -hmm. of men, This also Mm -hmm. occurs often in in foreign countries, Um, like, you know, you find this in other cultures where, you know, it's forced upon you because you're expected to come to the pleasures of the man because you are their wife. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's cultural differences where, you know, it's a known fact and, and it occurs. But at the end of the day, you're being raped. So if mm-hmm. you're telling him no, and you really mean no, I'm not like saying no, he, he, he. Okay, come on, that's different.
2: <laughs> mhm, mhm.
1: Yep. But I mean, if your mind and your body isn't there, and you absolutely want nothing to do with this person, and you're telling them no, no means no. Absolutely. Now, so I work for Baltimore City Health Department, and in working for the health department, we have to take a lot of training classes, training sessions, and a lot of kind of information sessions where we are kept up to date of what's going on in Baltimore and Maryland, the surrounding counties, just so that we are informed of our community. So not too long ago we had a um information session about human trafficking. What I did find out is Maryland is the number 8 state in the world for human trafficking. I did not know. I was not aware. And simply because Maryland is on that 95 corridor between DC, Virginia, Philadelphia, New Jersey, is up and down that 95 corridor. So I'm also going to give the 800 number or the hotline number for human trafficking in case you see something that looks suspicious. You see children outside all the time asking, can you contribute to their football club, their Girl Scouts, their this. You see women outside sometimes asking for money. If you see a child, they don't look right. If you see a woman or man, they don't look right, like they are scared, like they asking you for money, but they are really unsure, and you can clearly tell that something isn't right, they may be a victim of human trafficking. So please be aware of that. Keep that in your mind. Um so that you are aware. And here's the number for the National Human Trafficking Resource Center. It's 1-888-373-7888. Again, it's 1-888-373-7888. I always want you guys to be looking around um, to be aware of your surroundings. Um, if you see someone that is Just like Mazina said earlier in the show, you can always tell a person who's been abused. The look in their eyes, the sadness in their eyes, even when everybody else is laughing or everybody else is enjoying themselves, there is something about that person that just won't allow them to be happy. You never know what they are going through in their home life. So be vigilant. Be aware. Always – Take advantage of being, I don't know what the word is, besides aware of your surroundings and to know your inner circle, the people that you are, you know, engaged with on a daily basis. Someone could really need your help, just don't know how to say it or too scared to say it. So if you see something, say something. All right, so the next um, quote in the book is, The majority of victims who did not report their victimization to the police thought the police would not or could not do anything on their behalf. These findings suggest that most victims of intimate partner violence do not consider the justice system an appropriate vehicle for resolving conflicts with with intimates. National Violence Against Women survey, and that came from her article, Um, Patricia, I'm not going to try the last name, T-J-A-D-E-N, and Nancy Stone. That was from July of 2000. Now, in 2016, is our police department better, do you think, at handling these cases? Well, see, now some of the laws have changed. So, it depends mm-hmm. on what state you're living in, like some states actually have a domestic violence um law in place where if they physically see that the woman is abused, they actually have to take her abuser into custody um mm-hmm. so and then the problem with that is is that they lock the men up but then release them on their only cause, and then they have time to mm-hmm. go back. To their victim, they mm-hmm. mm-hmm. took her out of it, so then she doesn't right. testify to him or she drops the charges. Mm-hmm. But some states have some states have laws where the state actually takes over, so she can't mm-hmm. change her mind or she can't withdraw, or um, and then you know of the case where the wife can't testify against the husband. Mm-hmm. There's cases uh-huh. where, you know, he knows that th- the state has this law, and so that what he does in turn, once he believes that, he goes and and marries her so that she can't justify uh-huh. and do some once, once they get to the court. Now, I'm not saying uh-huh. that's what happened in the Ray Wright court case, but we all know that right. they did right. get married soon after the, um, his charges were filed. Right. So um, they had a smart attorney, at least. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one more time, give them your information, how they can contact you for book signings, for focus groups, what have you. How can we reach Ms. Zena? Okay. So the best way is um, to keep up abreast of what we're actually doing is, so, like I said, make sure that you like *Cool Awakenings*, a book on Facebook. Um, we do have an upcoming book signing. Hopefully, um, August, the end of August. Hopefully, the book signing, another book signing will be held then. And it's it's set to be placed. Um, it's set to be placed at Melba's in Baltimore City. I don't actually have the date yet. We're working on that date right now. Um, but as soon as we have a we have a book signing coming up, or um, we're going to a festival, like everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. um, we post it on Facebook so everyone is in a know as far as you know what's going on. Um, All right. So remember, "Cruel Awakening" the book on Facebook. You're gonna like us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Instagram. I forgot that. But we're on Instagram under Cruel Awakening. So you can actually direct message us through Instagram. Um, okay. And the email address, once again, is mm-hmm. at com. And definitely make sure that you grab yourself a copy off of Amazon.com or create space or go to your local bookstore and request it because it is cataloged. You should be able to get it from your local bookstore. Um, I I do have word that some libraries are actually um, going to catalog it in their libraries, depending on what state you live in. Um, But as you and I both know that there is some pretty strong adult content in there. (laughs) Uh
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: It might, uh, might not make it on the shelf, but um, yes, the book is definitely for mature audiences only. And once again, if you have Kindle Unlimited, the book is free to you. Um, otherwise, oh, wow. the purchase price is three ninety nine. dollars um, It's $0.99 cent if you actually purchase a book. So if you purchase a book um, because you like to steal a paper, but you Can't stop reading it because I know that's what's Mm going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to put it down. You're going to want to keep reading it. You're going to want to take it with you on the go. So if you don't want to carry that book with you, you can download it to your smartphone. You can download it to your tablet. You can take it with you and just keep Mm -hmm. reading it. The 4th of July is coming up. That's a perfect time to grab that book because you will be captivated from page one, I can guarantee you. All yes, you will. My, um, it actually has um, all five-star ratings for Amazon reviews, um, and everybody pretty much is saying the same thing. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop writing. One lady actually said I called in sick because I was not going to stop finishing the Wait a minute, back up Wait a minute, back up Because you cut out or we missed the last part You said one lady said something I said one lady One of my reviews, the lady said she actually Called in sick Because she could not stop reading the book So she called in (laughs) sick So she could finish reading it All right, Now that's what I'm talking about I'm telling you, this book is good I want you to read the pages, honey yeah, the, every every time we left out the house, I had the book in my hand, told my husband he could drive so I could read while he drove to wherever we was going. I couldn't put it down. I didn't want to put it down. It's awesome. See, so I, okay. had, I, had, I had a couple of couples that actually read it together because um, I had gave away some free copies, like when the book first mm-hmm. initially came out last year. Mm-hmm. And like I I'm like, are oh, you finished reading it? Yes, yeah, said. Well, I was gonna finish reading it, but my husband took it from me, and he won't give it back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I have to Oh, I plan, I plan to read it. Yes, I plan on reading it to my husband tonight after after the show. So after the show, I will reread the book for the second time. But I'll be reading it to my husband. And usually mm-hmm. that's what we do. If I get a book and it's good, I usually read it to him, and we lay in the bed. Cut off the TV. I read to him, and that's our, you know—kind of quality time. But um, this is one of those books I will be reading. You're gonna read him chapter 14, and you're gonna have fun tonight. Yeah. We're gonna start backwards. We're gonna start at 14, and I start from the beginning. Yeah, everybody is like, you know, okay, I can't get into it. I always say go to Chapter 14 first. Read Chapter 14 first, then go Mm -hmm. back and read the rest Mm -hmm. of
2: the book. Like, read Chapter
1: 14, you know. Chapter 14, the character, the kid gets her life. I just want to just leave it there, but she gets her life. She does. (laughs) Yes, she does. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Now, all right, so before – because we running down on time. We only got 37 minutes left. But I was So, I think it, okay, wait a minute. Let me back up. You're listening to Make Me Feel and Radio. This is your host, Stacey. Tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9. And our special guest for tonight is Ms. Zena Zanay, author of the book, Cruel Awakening. If you have any questions and you are on the live for Ms. Zena Zenae, feel free to press 1. She is available for questions. And so we're going to continue on with the show, but I needed to let you guys know if you have a question, press 1, and we'll um, log you in, and we can talk back and forth. So now, I am 39 years old. And first of all, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl Stacy. Yes, there's two Stacy's me and my homegirl Stacy. So, when I first met Stacy, her and her girlfriends were going to the Teamsters on Urban Avenue to see male strippers. I think about that before then. So, I decide, all right, what the hell? I'm going to go one time, just see what it's like. And this was in maybe 1998, 1997-ish, around in that time. Yeah, I remember. I did not know. (laughs) Yes, yes. Bring your own drinks. Bring your own food. You, um, you called ahead and got your table, and so when you got there, you had a table, and then there was a stage. And then there Wait, was like a did, did you have a gigolo? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when I tell you we used to go from Baltimore to D.C., the classics, and then it was another. What was besides the class, classics? It was something else. The um, the uh, Mirage or something like that. Thirty Second Street Classic Girl. Yes, yeah, Thirty Second Street. We were from Baltimore to DC, seeing the strippers. We even traveled to Upper Marlboro to a place called the Spot, which was a. A Jamaican food restaurant, a pool hall, a drive through liquor store, and the strip club. It was one way in, one way out. It had one bathroom in there for the women, and it had no door on the stall, so you had to go with your homegirl so she could stand in front of you to go to the bathroom. It was two stalls, but they didn't have doors. Oh, we went to see the strippers, and we was on it, like, every weekend. Yes, we did. So, when you brought up the struck scene in the book, oh my God, the memories. The memories. I had to do that for the lady. Like, yes, I had you to let and I'm so glad see. you did. I'm now glad I you I did. Had to let the lady see. I had to let the lady see that there is life outside of whatever situation you is. in, there is life mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel, there is hope. Mm-hmm. And Lord mm-hmm. he Jesus, he, yeah. he just happened to come in a beautiful package of nice chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to leave that alone. We're not even going to go into details because I'm right now, and I don't need my husband calling me talking about, yeah, her, if you want to show, you know, na-. no, no, no. We're going we gonna to leave that alone for right now. I'll talk to you about that later, Miss Lena. All well, there. you know, it ain't nothing wrong with looking. You don't have to react. You don't have to act. You don't have to participate. But there's nothing wrong with looking. Mm-hmm. But it's always nice mm-hmm. to look. Yes, God gave us eyes. God gave us eyes to mm-hmm. see. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't know have to be honest with you, though. You like even being in a relationship now, I mean, and a lot of ladies can attest to this now. We go out to the club and we see these men saying, oh, mm-hmm. they're close to me. We can mm-hmm. 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 it's a It just mm-hmm. It just does something to us. So when we get back home, and yes, gonna, let's, let's get this party now. started. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, mm-hmm. they, should, they shouldn't feel threatened or offended or anything like that because they get to this when we get home. We done learned some tricks while we were there. We done some How about before. it? We ready mm-hmm. to go home and just start trying some things, okay? Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. We got thirty two minutes to go. Is there a question or is there a statement? Is there something that I did not ask that you wanted to say before I continue asking all the million questions that I had about? Well, we can go back to your million questions, but um I just wanna give some advice, um, based on my knowledge and my experience. I just want mm-hmm. to stress to anyone in a situation that you always have a plan out and know where you're mm-hmm. going, uh, mm-hmm. make sure you've ensured all steps and that you prepare yourself to ensure your safety. Each situation is different. Each abuser is different. But anyone in this situation needs to do three things. Remember these things, four things, actually. I need you to assess, prepare, react, and then flee. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. Yes. prepare, react, and then flee. It has to be a well-thought-out process because your life may depend on it. One more time, because I know somebody didn't get all of it. You didn't get that? I need you to think this through. If you're in this situation, you need to assess and by assess I mean assess your situation. Prepare. By prepare I mean save you some money, stash you some money aside. React. Meaning that you set up a um um a plan that you have devised a method of escape and that everything everyone involved is on board. So whether it's your go to person, your safe house mm-hmm. Um, that they Mm -hmm. know that any given moment that you you need to flee to them, that you're able to go. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I need you to have your kids abreast as to what's going on. I need your Mm kids to know how to get out of the house if you're ever in a situation to keep them out of harm's way, whether Mm -hmm. it's for them to go next door to the neighbor's house, whether it's to have them dial 911, or maybe it's to go find that cell phone that you got stashed in the bushes. Whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is, Mm -hmm. make sure that you you have that situation under control and that your kids have been well-informed, well-drilled, well-rehearsed. They understand, and they also understand that they can never disclose this information to your disposal, your Mm -hmm. your abuser. So, and the last thing is to flee, and flee, I mean, to totally leave the situation. Um, let's see, is there anything else About this book I think the one thing that I want to stress um, And this is one of the key points that I wanted to hit on And I made sure that I hit on Is that this may not be your situation This may not be mm-hmm. your problem But if you don't live in an apartment or you're living in the house next door, and you can physically hear. I your was neighbor. going to get down, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You're going to check your neighbor being abused. Don't just sweep that under the car under the carpet. Don't turn a blind eye because you can anonymously call the police and report the situation or report anything. You can call social services. There's so many other. All right, you think you You may actually be saving a life. Uh-huh. You may actually uh-huh. be saving a life. So don't don't try to buy. Don't don't go with. Oh, it's not none of my business. I'm, I'm not going to say anything because it's none of my business. Uh-huh. No, it may not be none of your business, but if there's children in that household, uh-huh. or a life in danger. Human nature should kick in and just mm-hmm. say, I need That's to do something to help this person. I can hear her screaming. I can hear mm-hmm. her calling for help. Or mm-hmm. people turn by and say, oh, they fight all the time. Only one of them is fighting mm-hmm. all the time. Teach them to believe mm-hmm. that other person mm-hmm. is not fighting all the time. That other person
2: mm-hmm.
1: needs mm-hmm. help. She doesn't know how to get help. She doesn't know how Uh to call for help. She doesn't know how to reach out for help. But you're there. You're here. You're an earshot. You can hear what's going on. Reach out. Uh Do something. Uh Even if it's called 911 and reported anonymously, let the police go over there and assess that situation. But know at Uh the end of the night when you lay your head on your pillow that you've done what you could have done to help that person out. You know, don't wake up the next be on the news and say, I would have, could have, should have. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. make sure that you know that you have done something. (laughs) So the two things, well, two of the things that I was going to elaborate on is, first and foremost, ladies, if you have children and you are being abused, this is not the time to think that your children don't know what's going on. They are full, If they are old enough, they are fully aware of what's going on. I need you to sit down and have a conversation with them and devise an escape plan. In the book, because I've never been in a domestic abuse relationship, it never even occurred to me of all the dynamics that has to be in place for you to be able to live freely. So when it came, when it got to the book where she sat down and she talked to her two boys, I keep saying she like I'm not talking about you. I apologize. When you sat down and you talked to your two boys and you told them, okay, look, this is what's What you have to do, you have to be, you told the oldest one, like, you have to protect your brother. You have to get to the neighbor's house. You have to get out the house. These are the things that you need to have in place. So be aware. Don't just think the kids don't know what's going on or they'll be fine or he won't hit the kids or, you know, I can handle it. You and your kids have to find safety. So you have to instruct them and you have to go over a escape plan like right now. Exactly. And I just want I just want you to know, like if you're an earshot and you can hear my voice, that the National Domestic Hotline Balance Hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. I also want you to know that remember being prepared is key. And I'm going to mm-hmm. list some things that you need to do. One, mm-hmm. you're going to check and hide your getaway bag, which should include mm-hmm. any clothes, clothing, and any important documents that you may need, your children's birth certificate, your Social Security card, um tax forms, um, anything that you – important documents that you may need that you would not have to come back to the house to get. Mm -hmm. Number two is to know where you're going when you leave. A shelter, a friend's house that he doesn't know. You cannot go to a friend's house where he knows that's where Mm -hmm. you
2: go.
1: You have to go to a friend's house that he doesn't know their address and he has no clue that you even had dealings with this person anymore. You Mm -hmm. want to start saving in a separate account that he doesn't know about.
2: Mm -hmm. You want to open
1: a savings account or stash it at your parents' house or somewhere else that you do not know. You always want to keep your car full of gas. You want to have a spare set of keys to your car. Um, You want to plan out your escape route. Like I had said before, plan out an escape route with your kids. Your kids need to know what to do, trying to gather them up um, in a frenzy, in the middle of an argument, trying to escape when things have gotten really bad. Now it's not the time. Your children need to already know this is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do when this happens. It's just like a fire. In a fire, they tell yep. you to drop, roll, and do something, drop, roll, and bounce. Or do something. Yes, stop, drop, and, and roll. Yes. Yeah. The same thing. Your kids should know the three magic words. I got to get mm-hmm. out of here. You mm-hmm. get them the 3 magic words and help them plan out their escape. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I need you to do is to keep a non-planned cell phone, okay? So get you a or whatever you need to get that doesn't have mm-hmm. a plan, a disposable phone, and keep it mm-hmm. somewhere where you can't find it. And somewhere mm-hmm. you can get for it because if you're in an argument or he's He's in, he's literally beating your ass, and he takes mm-hmm. your phone. You know you're going to call the police to him.
2: You mm-hmm. better
1: have a way to reach help when you mm-hmm. need it. So you need to mm-hmm. keep this phone somewhere where you can get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that you can do now that I wasn't privileged to have during that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That but now it's no reason for you to be a victim. Wake up. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. If my callers that's on the line holding have any questions for Mazina, feel free to push one. If you are listening online and you have a question, the telephone number is six four two nine zero six three zero. And then the next topic is what well, I want to I wanted to elaborate on is. Neighbors, if you hear the couple next door and you hear or you know that there's children in the house, whether there's children in the house or not, but especially if there's children in the house, if you know that this man is abusive and he randomly, whenever, is beating on his wife, the children, what have you, this is not the time to mind your business. This is not the time. Remain anonymous. Call 911. Let the police come because at least that might save her life this time. We have got to be more of a community. We have got to stop this. Stop snitching. I'm minding my business. I don't want this and I'm not getting into that. This is not the time for you to mind your business. This is the time to get somebody some help that can't get the help that they need themselves. So please, if you are listening and you know someone who is being abused, please help them. Even if you decide to go back to him, that's the point. The point is that you at least do something that you can do that will help her Right now. I'm just putting it out there. Always, always I, say for to anyone that you know in this situation. Like I said, you can always anonymously call the police, and ladies, to remember love does not have to hurt. No. Not at all. Love, even if it's not physically abuse, or physical abuse. There is mental abuse. There is verbal abuse. There is a, if someone abuse. is talk, yes, absolutely. If someone is talking to you like you are less than a capable human being who understands and comprehends, that's called verbal abuse. If he's calling you, stupid and dumb and what the hell is wrong with you and just that, that's abuse. No one should talk to you in that manner. These are the things that you up should up be up. aware of. You're not Right. Up. you're not sad. You're not yes. you're not sad, you're not dumb, you're not stupid. You're mm-hmm. not his bitch. Yeah. You can be your own bitch. But you don't mm-hmm. have to be his mm-hmm. Yep. So, yes. These are things, ladies, that we should be looking out for. These are things that you should be aware of. If you are just starting to date someone and he are, is showing signs of aggression, it's not cute that he crazy. Girl, he crazy. I like him. No, 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 no. Because that crazy you are not going like in the middle of the night when he wake you up out of your sleep to put the smack down on your candy ass for something that he didn't it in his whole brain that's really not the movie that's going on in reality that's not cute so stop thinking being a man that is aggressive is cute it's not and and, be aware ladies and i like to add be weary of mm-hmm. the extreme monitor when I mean extreme yes. monitor like he clocking you yes. every move where you've been, yeah. who you go to, who you talk to, who mm-hmm. you email them, who you Facebook and mm-hmm. who your friends, if you going mm-hmm. through your friends, going through your text messages, going through this. he is an mm-hmm. extreme monitor. That person right there, those are all tell time all telltale tell time signs. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. He will use it to hmm
1: He is eventually yeah. going to use all of that information that he got to help mm-hmm. have he mm-hmm. on you. Yep. He's going to use that against you eventually. Don't think it's you. Don't say, "Oh, he's so jealous." No. Mm-hmm. No.
2: No. Mm-mm.
1: I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Ladies, these are signs you should be aware of. Ladies, these are signs that if you see them, you should run in the opposite direction. This is not something you want to be a part of. So please, please, please. We all have to work together. We all are a community. And you know, here on Make Me Feel It Radio. I have resources for whatever you need. So feel free to send me an email, Stacey L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com if you need resources or help. Um You can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can contact Mazina if you have already arrived and have gotten through it and you just need someone to talk to, or if you are still dealing with it and you just need to talk to someone who has already been through it. Miss Zena is available. You can contact her through Facebook, the Crew awake- or Crew Awakening, the book, or email address. Miss Zena, email address Glamour. is grandma at gmail dot com. That's grandma books at gmail dot com. That's G L A M M A. D-O-O-K-S at Gmail.com. Okay. All right. And so our final fifteen minutes of the show, I will open the lines. If anyone has questions, feel free to press one. If you are listening from your computer, 646-929. 0630 is the phone number. Feel free to call in if you have any questions. If you are already on the line, feel free to press 1 if you have any questions. Ms. Zena, do you have anything you would like to talk about before we leave for tonight? Well, if anybody would like a free copy of the book, um, I would give a free book to the first five callers. Oh, all right. So all you people on the line, you need to press one to get a free book. And Mizena, um, you will keep us posted through Facebook on right, through uh, Facebook. your activities and where you will be, um, for book signings or what have you. Exactly. All all of um our current events are gonna be posted um at the um, Cool Awakening, the book Facebook page. Um, we mm-hmm. also keep you up to date on uh, Instagram at Cool Awakening. Mm-hmm. That's one word. Cool Awakening mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, we're there. Um, we also, um, you can email us again at Glamour
2: Books
1: mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Um, and, again, you can get the book on Amazon.com. Again, It's free. To all Kindle unlimited users. If you purchase uh-huh. a book from Amazon, it is ninety nine cents. It's three ninety nine for regular Kindle users. And the book is now on sale at nine ninety nine. Unless you're one of the next first five callers and you get it for free. All right. So if you are on the line with us, 646 929 0630 we are giving away five free books and i will how long we got now we got 12 minutes left so i'll give people a, a second to call in and press 1 um so they can get their free book and i apologize cuz i'm also the engineer so I'm getting my callers passed through now. So while she's passing through the, the call, it says, I just want the audience to actually feel what it was like to live in the shoes of a woman in an abusive relationship, to experience her fears as well as what she is internalizing at that time. So I hope that in writing the book that you're in a place where you can actually feel um what an abused woman actually is internalizing at the time while she's actually going through the abuse to get a better understanding of why she's made the choices of that she's made and not to be judgmental. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's very important Um, because people often ask why do women or men stay in abusive relationships, and only you can know if it's a safe place, if it's safe for you to leave a dangerous situation. The statistics show that women who are in an abusive relationship are more likely to be murdered when they are attempting to leave their abusers, and other things can be fear, family, religious beliefs, financial reasons, or they simply have nowhere to go. Um mm-hmm. that's why in the beginning, at the end of each chapter, there's an information guide um, for their views um, as to where they can go and where they can call for help. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think the other thing that I wanted to, um, to alliterate, alliterate on was um, I actually designed my book cover, and as you can see, that the background is all black. Um, the background mm-hmm. is there to symbolize the darkness of violence, and the eyes represents the windows to her soul All right. I got, okay, I see that yeah so, you know that is how um that is how the book cover came to be mhm, um. Okay, before uh, you just made me think of another um, question that I, that I totally forgot. So is there part two? Yes. Part two is called Blue Awakening. And like I said, by popular demand, I'm getting numerous, um, like, messages on Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. everybody just wants to know, you know, what happened to the kids. The kid is the uh, main character in the book. Um, mm-hmm. They want to know um, is after, at the end, that if she leaves and stays gone. Um, and so all mm-hmm. of those questions will be answered in Blue Awakening, which is going to be part two of Blue Awakening. Um, it's, it won't be released until sometime next year because of the other projects mm-hmm. that are working on at the um, present moment. Um, okay. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry and um again, um thank you for your patience and me just getting it out there. Um, but I needed to be right. You know, there are gonna be some surprises in, in Blue Awakening. Um Uh oh. Yeah. Like it's like it was there but there are some surprises in Blue Awakening, so um some things will occur that will shock you, and like I said, there are some things in part two that may make you sad, but the best part about Blue Awakening is that she gets her identity. She's able to, you know, identify with herself, with not saying too much to give away
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. what is going to occur and part two, which is Blue Awakening, but it, it definitely shocking. me. Um, now, we got seven minutes left. We got five books to give away. So if you are on the line, 646-929-0630, Press one, and five people will win a free book tonight. So we are going to take the first caller. Caller, you are on the line with Ms. Vina and me, Stacy. Will make me feel it, radio. You supposed to say, make, make me, feel me feel it. it. You make me feel it. And you got to make me make feel it. Make me though. feel it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And what is your name? DJ. <laughs> Hi, DJ. How are you? I'm good, Stacey. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Miss Dina, this is your first kind of for the book. All right. DJ, thank you, for today.
2: you are Thank a- you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm excited.
1: All right, so okay, DJ, so, um, I think you going to get your um your contact information, and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. I hope you will enjoy it. Make sure you remember to like us on CoolAwakeningTheBook dot com. Um, okay. And keep, keep abreast but I'm guarantee you this is for your reading pleasure, and you will enjoy it. Even though it's I'm a same sure. story, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you think. Okay. So, Yes, it most certainly will. It, it most certainly will. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Thank, you, right. thank you, thank you, thank you. DJ. DJ, yes. my email address, Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, the letter L, Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, O N. Seven seven at com. Please send me an email and let me know that you are winner number one.
2: Okay, can I just
1: text it to you? Yes, I have your phone what, number. You got, <laughs> wait a second. Yes, ma'am, you <laughs> may text it to me. Okay, thank you so And we will so get much. your book out to you soon. Thank okay. you for listening. Thank you. No problem. Bye-bye. All right, Ms. Zena, you ready for winner number two? I'm ready. ready for winner number two. Winner number two, you are on the line with Stacy and Miss Zena make me feel it, radio. You gotta say, make me feel it. Winner number two, are you on the line make with me us? Feel it? Did you did? De- Mommy, make me feel it. Oh Lord, this is my mother, Miss Zena. <laughs> that right, sure was the book. All right. Oh, I
0: was all right, late. ma. I was late. All right, I was late, but the talk that I heard. Okay, she's a
1: mama can read the book
0: too. Mama gonna read it. Absolutely. The
1: apple falls from the tree, Miss Zena.
0: (laughs) 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 I was late tuning in. I forgot. I ain't gonna lie. I had company, Uh -uh. but what I heard, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to read the book. Right, I have some people I need to talk to.
1: Good. So good. Here I am. Good.
0: Okay. Well, so, good show from so, I heard.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the book. And we'll get that out to you as soon as we can.
0: Alrighty, well, I know, thank you, baby.
1: We'll out tomorrow, so you should have it before the end of the week.
0: Alrighty. Okay. It was a okay. great show okay. from what I heard.
1: Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Cool Awakening the Book.
2: I don't will. forget
1: to like us on Facebook and um um don't forget to write us a review and tell us how you liked
0: it. I sure will.
1: Okay, thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Love you guys. Thank
1: you, Ma. I love you. Okay, bye bye. Thank
0: you, too, baby. All right.
1: Well Ms. Nina. <laughs> that's funny. Mama. First of all, I do not know anyone's phone number by heart, so when I click on a thing, I don't know who's coming up on the show. I just, <laughs> I just click, and it looks like we're only giving away two books tonight because only two people pressed one to talk. I don't know what's going on, but okay. They don't want to give their name. They want to be anonymous. I, I, I don't
2: know. You can still yes, press you one can.
1: The Giveaway, 646-929-0630. With all the people I see on this line, I don't understand why you would not want a free book. But okay, whatever. I'm not going Um. Well, maybe they've already, already okay. too much. Maybe they tend to unlimited users and they have um already gotten their free copy. Oh, maybe. You might be right. But um, this book will be autographed, so when I send them out, they will be autographed, so you can get your free copy. All right. Well, we only have one minute and 45 seconds left, so I am going to wrap it up because I okay, don't see any. Let's give up the hotline number one more time. It's one 800 7233 National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. All right, all right. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Mazina, for agreeing to be on the show. I have thoroughly enjoyed the book and you as well, and you know I will be harassing you soon um, on Tuesday. (laughs) <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. It was such a
2: pleasure.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And don't forget, Ms. Zena will also be doing a um, interview on S Ess- for Essence. She will appear in the magazine, an article, right? It's um at one Essence Radio is with um, Janice Mavis. That um, interview is actually this Thursday, the 16th, on Internet Radio WMEL. If, again, if you go to the um, Cool Awakening Facebook.com website, I mean Facebook page, the link is there to take you to that actual radio interview where I'll be interviewed by Miss um, Janice May. right, got 10, got 10 seconds. we got 10 seconds. All right, ten 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 seconds. seconds. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we're done. Yes, we are.
2: Wow, we are done.
1: Go, Miss Zena.
2: Go, Miss Zena. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You did it.